Welcome to the Retail Economics Podcast, the hub of unique, independent and illuminating insights on all things consumer and retail. Welcome to the Retail Roundup, your weekly briefing from Retail Economics. It's designed to accumulate the latest key updates related to the fast-paced UK retail industry. My co-host and I will cover the latest top-line updates from the past week. Starting off with the food and grocery sector, ASDA reported a narrowing of its mean gender pay gap, which fell to 6.6% last year from 7.6% in 2022. The median pay difference for all colleagues increased to 5% from 4.7%, but a median gap of 0% was recorded for hourly paid retail store colleagues, who make up 84% of the retailer's workforce. In other news, Morrison's is seeing several staff changes take place. Andrew Thornber, who currently heads the retailer's food manufacturing division, Mighton Food Group, and Joseph Sutton, the retailer's convenience, online and wholesale director, have been promoted to the company's executive committee. Peter Laughlin was named data services director, and 850 Food Group CEO Di Walker was appointed chair of Mighton Food Group. And BP launched a fresh, made-to-order food service, which will be available across Sten Wild Bean Cafes in southeast England by the end of April. It follows a successful trial at two sites in 2023, which drove double-digit sales increases. Meanwhile, Tesco entered a media partnership with Vauxhall Motors, enabling the car manufacturer to advertise using multimedia channels within the Tesco media and insight portfolio, including social, digital and connected TV. EV charging points across 619 Tesco stores will also display Vauxhall branding, and those buying a new Vauxhall EV will be able to access 12 months free EV charging credit at Tesco stores. The retailer also launched its accelerator program aimed at up-and-coming brands, with an initial set of 27 suppliers taking part. Tesco will stock items from the suppliers both online and in-store, with the objective of allowing them to accelerate growth. As part of the scheme, the brands will be able to access a year-long mentoring, learning, and development program. In terms of results, Ocado recorded a group pre-tax loss of £394 million, an improvement of over £100 million on the previous year. Group sales rose by just under 10% in the period, with technology solutions seeing a notable 44% rise, while Ocado Retail and Ocado Logistics grew by 7% and 1% respectively. Now let's move on to the clothing and footwear sector. Starting off with new appointments, Fraser's group appointed for new directors to its board. Helen Wright, the global chief executive of luxury shoe retailer Sergio, and Sir John Thompson, the former chief executive of the Financial Reporting Council, will join as non-executive directors. Meanwhile, Fraser's chief operating officer David Ulmudalil and managing director for Sport Wright are set to join the board as executive directors. In other news, Rice partnered with learning management system Thrive, using its AI-powered platform to boost employee learning and development at its head office and across its retail units in the UK, the USA and Europe. The retailer aims to upskill its employees using the platform's personalised learning experiences, which are adapted to different departments and roles. Elsewhere in the sector, Xi'an Executive Chair Donald Tang engaged in talks with Chancellor of the Exchequer Jeremy Hunt earlier this month as part of an effort by British officials and regulators to persuade the retailer to consider a public listing on the London Stock Exchange. And Lululemon is relocating its flagship store from Covent Garden to a new 8,364-square-foot site at the Yards on Long Acre, marking a 130% increase in size. The store is set to open in the summer. In terms of results, Foot Asylum saw revenue rise 7% in the year to January 2023. Online revenue made up 42% of total revenue, while EBITDA increased 
the retailer reported an increase in sales across its app and website, as well as at stores and wholesale channels, which it attributed to the growth of digitally-led stores. Moving on to health and beauty, the body shop is set to shut 75 stores in the next four to six weeks, which will lead to 489 job losses. It comes as part of the retailer's restructuring following the appointment of FRP advisory as administrators, the closure of seven stores with immediate effect, and the cutting of 40% of jobs at the retailer's headquarters, was announced in February. Meanwhile Next reportedly contacted FRP advisory regarding a potential deal to acquire certain assets of the body shop. The retailer has so far acquired multiple distress retailers, including May.com, Kafkidston, and Jules. In Electricals News, Curry's rejected a second takeover proposal from U.S. investment firm Elliott Advisors on the grounds that it continues to be undervalued. Elliott Advisors increased its offer from 62 pence per share to 67 pence per share, and has until the 16th of March to make a formal offer for the retailer under UK regulations. And in the DIY and gardening sector, Homebase recorded a loss of £84.2 million in the year to January 2023, compared with a profit of £30 million in the year before while revenues fell from £788 million to £701 million during the period. The retailer remained positive about its 2023 performance, which saw it increase market share in painting and decorating and strong Christmas sales. Double-digit EBITDA is expected in 2024. Moving on to department stores, marketplaces and specialists, shopping centre owner and operator Hammerson saw a 6% rise in like-for-like rental income following a record year of leasing. It reported an increase in footfall at its retail locations, while its value retail division saw strong footfall and brand sales growth. The Very Group reported a pre-tax loss of £2 million in the 26 weeks to December 2023, compared with pre-tax profit of just over £2.1 million in the previous year. Total revenue grew by 0.6%, while UK revenue increased by 2.7%. The group also announced a long-term partnership with global investment firm Carlyle and international investment house IMI, which will see it receive a £125 million funding package and Harford's cut full-year profit guidance. It comes as the retailer's cycling and retail motoring business reported poor performance due to low consumer confidence and unseasonable weather, and Pepco Group plans to exit Austria after over two years, as it did not expect the market to reach the appropriate level of returns expected. The retailer entered the market in September 2021 and has 73 stores in the country. In other news, private equity firm TDR Capital acquired a majority stake in specialist pet retailer Jollies. Former ASDA chief executive Andy Bond has been appointed chair. And Miniso revealed it would its seventh physical store in London at Westfield Stratford City on 1 March. It will be the second store to offer the retailer's new beauty and self-care range. In employment news, Marks & Spencer is investing a record £89 million into retail staff pay, with hourly wages for 40,000 UK customer assistants rising by over 10% year-on-year to £12 from 1st April, in line with the real living wage. Those working in London will see hourly pay rise to £13.15 and John Lewis is set to reduce the size of Foundiver, its contracted customer service provider, with around 200 jobs at risk. The retailer claims it is attempting to help impacted employees find jobs, but that others will be made redundant. Elsewhere in the sector, Tommy TP went through a revamp in an attempt to increase the appeal of its branding to millennial and Gen Z parents. A refreshed and simplified visual identity will now be rolled out across its website, product range and other marketing channels. That's all for this week's news update. You've been listening to The Retail Roundup, your weekly briefing from Retail Economics. 
Let us know what you thought by posting a review or rating on your podcast platform. If you enjoyed this show, remember to follow us and tune in again next Monday for the latest updates. Sign up for more insight, including reports and thought leadership on all things retail and consumer at retaileconomics.co.uk. Thanks for listening.